Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh. radio special edition called Thursday evening. Worldwide international radio broadcast special edition called Thursday evening. Voices of the True Israelites is now on the air. I'll be your host. My name, your fear, Israel, of Sea Royal. We're doing a series called Sea Royal, the Nobles of Yadda, Clean Out and Fix and Fix the Blame, Solve the Problem. All right, let's check on the international side and see what's going on on the international side. All at the same, over 900,000 plus on the international side, ready to go for another episode, take number 11. 
11. So we're going to bring our Herald in. We'll tell you all about the broadcast. And Yaqua beats you all on the international side and all over the world to hear voices of the true Israelites. And we're going to pick back up on a couple of memos we left off on um, based upon what happens after death. So you can be clear about it. And then we'll move a little forward. So we're going to bring our Herald in, Herald Mr. Tibbs Israel. And he's going to tell you all that the Almighty put on him to tell you. So when you meet the elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder, Mr. Tim Israel. Yaqua, I beat you at sea right And Yaqua, bless you, see Israel. I see, bro. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Elder, well, foxtail, been lit, and the curtain now went up. Got a couple memos on the table on a uh, continue down that line and add a little bit more to it. Not a big dignitary, so we'll see what happens. All depends on um, what all you put on the table and we'll go from there. So, it'll take your time while we get up some nice, hot air with tea. You tell the national audience exactly what the Almighty put on you to tell them. Come on. Once again, Yaqua bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And as you say, over a cast of 900,000 listeners, they came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And that's a good thing, because we're covering something that's very important um, in the past few days, because we have had pastors, preachers, deacons, preaching on the same thing, but leading everybody a different direction. And they even make you think sometimes they're Yahweh the Son himself, the way that they talk. You know, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, where he says, every, And every spirit that confesses that Yahweh the Son is come in the flesh is not of Yahweh. This is the spirit of the anti-Yahweh. Therefore, ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. And we can bet it's in the world, and it's strong out there, because we have many people that are very strong in their deceptive ways, more so than we are in our righteous words. That's why in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse number 4, it says, While the son answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Yahweh the son, and shall deceive many. And I just got this saying that. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. Loud bump the gums for righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaqua's Ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. We have been often asked, how can you guys in Yaqua's Ministry get this much information out of this one book. Well, we have to keep continually reminding. It comes from connecting the books, the word of Yahweh, your health. We talk about foods that you should eat. We talk about the Sabbath days and much more from this one book because you have not. And this is information that you have to look no further for because you've now found it in the voices of the Trizolites, Bible of Yadav. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Monday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. Class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. The bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and the online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search line, in a tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribeyada.com dash Israelites. When you choose that, just under the big line, you'll see some choices. One of the choices will be ties and offerings. PayPal and follow the instructions. On any other device, you may see menu. But again, after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the ties and offerings and doing so. Remember what it tells all of us that reads the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua for the kindness of the people. Give unto the aqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yankwa loves a cheerful giver. Also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the scriptures which are read, Bible scriptures which are read, and the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yankwa love. And also for building a school, which is very well needed. Because we cover a lot of educational stuff on this program. And we need to do it on a larger basis. Also, for building a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health booths. We continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. Also while there, check out our calendar. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. To get there, just once again, in the three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click in there, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadda, and click the red live button as soon as it appears, and you'll be right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with the Aqua Online. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six million accounts of the Aqua's ministry. Also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. Once again, I have to remind you, you'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address 
and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcasts or afterwards. As you might imagine, he's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and ouncing many memos. Even heard him just a minute ago hollering, hey, I got to get some memos. But now even in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear the discouraging doubt tone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our today's program, you can catch the entire show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. Once again, just enter three words to do this. Talk while radio live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Tours Lights. Tribe of Yada. Just choose the program that you will wait logging into, or at that point, you can choose any particular day that you would like to listen. Now, during our normal Broad Talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on CalTalk. CalTalk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Just make sure that you've downloaded the CalTalk app. We will be listed under African American. Well, you want to choose ethnic group first. We'll be listed under ethnic group, and then you'll look for African American. Once you do this, look for voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yada. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. This is where Yaka's word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the on the table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, writing their shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Count Talk. Count will be with you all. But remember, when we are given the scriptures to speak by the Seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh flow smoothly. As I've reminded you many times before, we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. And that reminder is given us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. Because when we do this, we keep the scriptures in mind. But when you find those that are trying to win that bump the gums contest, they miss all the Yahweh's glory, which is said unto them. Why? Because we are rehearsing the righteous act that was mentioned in previous program to learn the words of Yahweh, as we're given a reminder of that in St. John chapter 14, verse 26. So we can start to do these things that we're talking about We'll pass our program back over to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, Hallelujah, Well, you know, I did take a little note on you since then. And I did come up with two scriptures to work with before we get off onto what we were on. So, um, 
You know one thing about me? I believe I'm better. Note taker than a moderator. Because I love taking notes. Because I, I love to add on to what I already know. I love to add on to it. So I like to take notes. Love to hear somebody got something to say. And thus says Yahweh. And then I can put it on paper and see which way it goes. So everyone to um, the rooms on the one and come on stage. So um, I guess we just want to get going. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. We're just going to get going there. Before we get going, I have to play this old memo over here. Then we'll get going. Let's, let me hear this one of these message that was left, you know, and not to say who left anything, but so let's play it in with a few now. Geographic. In 1842, the German Egyptologist Carl Richard Lestius transformed understanding of Egyptian spirituality after he published a collection of ancient mortuary texts. Known in ancient Egypt as the chapters of going forth by day, Lestius cited the book of the dead. According to Eddie, by the mid around 1550 to 1069 BC, scribes started writing Book of the Dead Spells in papyrus scrolls. According to Wikipedia, the Book of the Dead is an ancient Egyptian funerary text generally written on papyrus and used from the beginning of the New Kingdom to around 50 BCE. According to National Geographic, in 1842, the German Egyptologist Carl Richard Lepsius transformed understanding of Egyptian spirituality and the collection of ancient sanctuary texts. Known in ancient Egypt as the chapters of growing forth by day, Lepsius accepted the Book of the Dead. According to Getty, the group that we call the Book of the Dead developed from spells that were first inscribed on scarabs and coffins at the end of Egypt's Middle Kings period around 1650 BC. According to the French historian Jacques Legault, the conception of purgatory is a physical place linked to the torture. Reading of medieval otherworld journey narratives and of pilgrim's tales about St. Patrick's purgatory, a cave-like entrance to purgatory on a remote island in Northern Ireland. According to Wikipedia, Christianity, some Christians, typically Roman Catholics, recognize the doctrine of purgatory. The Eastern Orthodox are less likely to use the term although they acknowledge an intermediate state after death and before final judgment and consequentially offer prayers for the dead. According to Wikipedia, Christianity, some Christians, typically Roman Catholics, recognize the doctrine of purgatory. The Eastern Orthodox are less likely to use the term, although they acknowledge an intermediate state after death and before final judgment and consequentially offer prayers for the dead. Here's the top search result. Results from the web definition of purgatory in Roman Catholic doctrine, a place or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating their sins before going to heaven. This is the definition of purgatory in Roman Catholic doctrine, a place or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating their sins before going to heaven. According to Wikipedia, whenever the Eucharist is celebrated, souls in purgatory are purified i.e., they receive a full remission of sin and punishment and go to heaven. This came back from a search. The top result, result from search, Wikipedia. Whenever the Eucharist is celebrated, souls in purgatory
purgatory are purified, i.e., they receive a full remission of sin and punishment and go to heaven. The top result, I found. Okay, so Elder, is, is there any point that you heard that you want to make a statement on? And although I'm taking down many notes of it, but is there any point that you just got through hearing on the change or whatever you just got through hearing? Is there anything that stands out on what we just got through hearing, Elder? Come on. Well, to me, the reference of purgatory stands out uh, more so than uh, anything else because it is uh, a reference that the Roman Catholic Church was very stiff into um, years ago and even currently now in certain um, churches about the space between heaven and hell when you die if you sinned you are stuck in purgatory. It was a middle place. You're not quite in hell and not quite in heaven. So there, that stands out to me because this is what they run into a lot of their teachings. Uh-huh. All right. Well, that's good. So we see that this purgatory is something that was basically started after the 11th century A.D. up to the present and will prosper off of the most as we speak today. It is the Catholic Church. They prosper off of it today. Purgatory. And what we just heard in purgatory, they have a way to speed up you being in between hell and heaven to get you up into heaven. That's what we just heard. So the Roman Catholic Church can get you up to heaven and take you out of purgatory. So we got something to work with, Ellen. So uh, what we're going to do, let's get a double dose of some Luke 12, 12. And let's see, can we investigate that and see, can that hold up on what we just got through here? Since you chose purgatory, let's investigate. Can any man, the bench, can intercede to, if you inhale or close to hell, they can push you up to heaven. Get a little bit of that. And one more dose of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Ill, one more time. Let's get a double dose of that. Come on. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12, 12 says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Mm-hmm. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you. And you have to lean on that righteous spirit for he will teach you. And when the righteous spirit leaves you, Elder, uh, let's go to Daniel 9, 22, and let's see exactly what would you have if you visit by the righteous spirit 
what would you have to be working with in Daniel 9.22? What does that say, oh? In the book of Daniel, chapter 9, looking at verse number 22. 22 says, And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. So when the, when the Holy Ghost, the righteous spirit, or the angel leads anybody that is a servant of the Almighty, Elder, according to 922, what would you have? According to that verse. You will have, you will have skill and understanding. Excellent. You will have skill and understanding. Excellent, Elder. My mother and mother, she was listening to me. I'm ready. I, I know this is a special edition called Thursday evening, and I want to hide that microphone, too. Mother Eve, the tribe of Yahweh, Judah, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Yahweh, BJSC, right? Yahweh, bless you, sir. Israel, a fever. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Mother Eve. Hallelujah, You know, Mother Z at the desk, and still put them on the table. Put some on the table. I'll take it from there. Put some on the table. All right, Mother Eve. Put them on the table. So. So we're going to investigate the elder brought to the table there, Mother E, based upon that purgatory that is the Catholic Church teaches that they can uh, help assist you if you step between hell and heaven. They can help you get to where you want to get to. And that you in heaven. Okay, good. So we're going to investigate that, Mother, but before we investigate that, let's run to Second Samuel chapter 7. Let's see how the Spirit is going to lead this lesson. Let's go to Second Samuel 7, Mother. And we're going to pick up verse 4 down to verse 13 and 23. Second Samuel 7, verse 4, down to 13 and 23. Mother E, you on the clock, take the time, come on. Second Samuel chapter 4, verses 4, 13, verse 4 to 13 and 23. Second Samuel. Let me get back there. Second Samuel chapter four, chapter seven, verse four. Let me try to this Second Samuel chapter seven, verse four. And it comes to pass that night that the word of Yahweh came unto Nathan, saying, verse five, go. And tell my servant, David, thus said the Yahweh, God, build me a house for me to dwell in. Verse 6, whereas I have not dwelled in any house since the time that I 
brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in the tent and in a tabernacle temple. Verse 7, and all these places, praying, I have walked with all the children of Israel, speaking, I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I command to feed my people, Israel, saying, Why build you not me a house for freedom? Of freedom. Verse 8. Now therefore, so shall thou say unto my servant David, Thus said the Yahweh of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. Verse 9, And I was with thee, wheresoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thy enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name. Like unto a like unto the name of the great man that are in the earth, Christian. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them that they may. That they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of weakness afflict them any more. As before time, verse 11, and as since the time that I command judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest. From all thine enemies, also the Yahweh tells thee that he will make thee an house. Verse 12. And, and when they, and when thy day be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with my, your father, I will set up thy seed after thee which shall proceed out of their bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. Verse 13. He shall build an house for, he shall build a temple for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Verse 23. And what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom Yahweh went to redeem from a people of him, a people for a, okay, whom Yahweh went to redeem for a people to himself and to make him a name. And to do and to do for 
you, you great things and took for their land before their people with us redeemed to be from Egypt and the nation and their young world. Mm-hmm. Uh, read verse 9 again, Mother. 9. Verse 9. Yeah, read verse 9. 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 9. And I was with thee, wheresoever thus went, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name. Like unto the name of the great man that are in this earth. Mm-hmm. He said, um, told the sinner, tell David, David, I was with you. And I'm the one who cut off everybody. And I made you to have a great name. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we had that great name because Yahweh told the sinner, tell David, that Yahweh was with you. So Yahweh, you want to make sure Yahweh is with you on whatever going on because he can cut off all your enemies. But you got to have Yahweh with you. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got to have your Yahweh with you. So you got to be very careful to make sure what you're doing that it lines up with Yahweh because he can cut off all your enemies. And he did say he was with the children of Israel for quite a long time. Now, you know, I got to investigate a little bit of that before we get on uh, purgatory because we did a little pick out purgatory. But after you read this moment, Spirit of Yahweh said, yes, that sounds pretty good, but why don't you won't you go into that and clear that up what mother just got to read. Mother got mother just got to read where the Almighty will be with you and you'll crop all your enemies. But the key to it, you gotta make sure Yahweh is with you. And so it's the thing that you have to do in this Bible to make sure you won't fall into being sucked in by the enemy. And the enemy have got our people where we um, we think a lot of weird things that come from the other enemy. So I'll tell you what we do. Let's see if we bring a young lion in. We're going to find out a virtue came from mine. David asked, uh, David asked, Dad, I, he said, are you coming peacefully? So we're going to find out about the young lion. Is he coming to, to on stage peacefully or, or he got something to say or is he really, you don't know. You'll find out. Young lion, son of Micaiah Israel, travel to Yachdah Jews, got to be there see right. Yahweh bless you there, say his prayer. Oh, see Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh there, uh, young lion. We want to know uh, what David told Gad now. David was down in the hole, 
taking care of a little business. And they um and David asked Dad, Are you are you coming peacefully, David? <laughs> well that's the same thing we asking the young line, uh, you all live, um are you coming on stage? Let's let's find out what's going on with the young line. Come on. But well, a young line he getting that word in him. He's still uh he's still in the middle of the field right now, taking care of some uh some business. But I got my earphones in. I'm listening in loud and clear. So right now I'm not able to. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in a few. I got the other young line with me too. He uh back there taking care of some business. We got a few more things to take care of, but I want to make sure I keep my ears glued to the station and I uh, uh, be part of what's going on. So I got to keep up now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Well, that's what's all about that young man. Well, you know, the elder, like the elder folks, the old city, he just looks at You know, I can play, he said, you look at it as like a basketball game. I can play both forward position, power forward, uh, weak forward, point guard, or off guard. He said, I can play all four positions. So, whatever it takes for me to hold down, I'm ready to go. That's our elder, look at this player. And mother, Hey, look at I'm short and Just 
take your time and expound on that. Come on. Well, I want to say that um, each time you you hear someone say, "If you get me right, I get you right," or mm-hmm. "Come nigh to me, I'll come nigh to you." So who says that is not quite a son. I hear your mother, Z. So, uh, Marie, do you agree with what the elder said? You want to add some on to that? No, I agree. It was Yahweh the Hallelujah. Well, I guess mm-hmm. I, I guess he, he, that's the kind. That's what. So, if that was Yahweh the Son, then when the elder reads this right here, Exodus twenty-five. 1 and 2, 17 down to 22. Now, when the elder reads this now, so we clear on what y'all just said. And um, I have to agree because I, 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 that made me happy. Exodus 25, Elder said, verse 1, 2, 17 down to verse 22. Now, I got very happy behind that because I want all the days, 520s I can get my hand on. When you stand before this man, you got to have some kind of bargainship. So if I can be part of helping anybody be on the right track at the time appointed, then maybe the Almighty let the old spirit just uh, get you where he got to get you. But, but, you know, but we know it's not what the world says. We'll talk about that later. But let's get that elder take a look at Exodus 25, verse 1, 2, 17 to 22. Exodus 25, 1, 2, let's get down to 17 to 22, elder, and we're off and running. Come on. Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2, 17 to 22. 17. To 22. To 22. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank, thank One you, Moses. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Two, speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Ye shall take my offering. Mm-hmm. 17. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half shall shall the um, breadth thereof. 18. And thou shalt make two cherubims uh, of gold and of beaten work. Thou shalt make them and two ends of the mercy seat. 19. And make one cherub of one of the one end, and the other cherub on the other end. Even the mercy seat shall ye make their cherubims on the two ends thereof. Twenty. And the cherubim, cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their faces shall look one to another toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubims be. 21. And thou shalt put the mercy seat above 
upon the ark. And in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. 22. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commute with thee. From above, the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give thee and the commandments unto the children of Israel. Now, look what we got so far. We got Yahweh saying, um, Moses, what I want you to do, and this time, like this is uh, a, a straight Yahweh, straight truth. This is what I want, God. This is how I want, God. And I'm going to meet you right here. And I'm going to commune with you right here to take it back to the children of Israel. I ain't going to meet you all over the place. I'm going to meet you where I say I'm going to meet you at. That's what he just said. Now, let's precept that to number 7, verse 89. You know? So now you see this young guy is talking to Moses, telling Moses exactly what he wants to be done and what you make me. And don't be making me nothing be, that got any kind of pollution to it. I want a gold seat, and I want you to place it right here. And when I got something to say to you, I'm going to meet you right here, Moses. <laughs> now, that, that, that's powerful talk. Yeah. Hey, Mother E and Mother Z, that's powerful talk we just heard. Now, we go on to Numbers and get a precept on that. Numbers 7, verse 89. What it says, and Numbers chapter 7, verse 89 there. Elder, look at the of Israel. What can we read out of Numbers 7, verse 89? Numbers 7, chapter eight, uh, verses 8 and verse number 9. Numbers eight, 89. Ten. No, hold on, hold on, Elder. Uh, Numbers chapter 7, skip down to verse 89. 80. Okay. Mm-hmm. Verse number 89. 89 says, And when Moses was going up into the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, he heard the voices of one speaking unto him from off the mercy seat that was upon the ark of the testimony from between two of the cherubims, and he spake unto them. Mm. So, Moses followed instructions, and, uh, and, and Moses was called to come to the meeting place, and he spoke with a voice to Moses, and Moses, they heard this voice speaking to him. So Moses, they heard this voice speaking to him. Now, back up, Elder, and give me 33. Verse 9 through 12. We land a little foundation. We make a little detour before we get on purgatory. We make a little detour. Special edition called Thursday evening. Now, we had our mind to go one way. But now we have to go another way. But we will get to that in this uh, three-hour broadcast. Exodus 33, Elder, Mr. Till, 9 down to verse 13, what it say? 
Exodus chapter 33, verses 9 to verse number 13. Okay, I thought you said 12. Yeah. Verse number 9 said, And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, spake with Moses, ten, and all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. Eleven, and the Yahweh spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend, and he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun. A young man departed not out of the tabernacle. Twelve. And Moses said unto the Yahweh, See, thou saith unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou would send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Mm. So, what, what, what you say that the Yahweh that Moses speaking to, he's um he's not a nonsense Yahweh. He's about straight order. What do you what do you get out of what you just got to read? What kind of Yahweh, according to the verses you just got to read, what kind of Yahweh is this that we that we is reading about it in 33, 9 through 12, one you read in 25, 1, 2, 17 through 22, one you read in 7, 89. What can, how would you um, explain the Yahweh of the Bible if you was at a lecture or something, Elder? If this Yahweh that you that you read right here, what kind of Yahweh brings you mind to you that's um, speaking to most. Let's talk about it for a minute. Come on. It would be the Yaqua which is uh, greatest in my eyesight. Well, what about a a non a, a non? Uh, and he's not playing around. He's not a he's not begging nobody for nothing. He tell you what he wants, <coughs> and he talks. To Moses, um, exactly what he wants to be done, and what to take back to the children of Israel, even the meeting place. I wasn't gonna meet you anywhere, Moses. I had a certain place to meet you at, and when you get to, to where I'm at, they have big ears and a little mouth, and write down what I tell you, and and, and a testimony, and take it back to the children of Israel. That's what I got out of. Hey, Moses. Hey, Mother, what you get out of that, Mother, between the Yahweh that was speaking to Moses? What kind of Yahweh was that speaking to Moses? Did you get a, a plan around Yahweh, serious Yahweh, stern Yahweh? What is your opinion on what the elder just got to read that, Mother? Come on. Okay, you said what kind of Yahweh was speaking to Moses? Yeah, yeah. Um, his, his demeanor, his uh, demeanor, 
I hope I'm saying it right. What kind of Yahweh was talking to Moses? Was playing around Yahweh, stern Yahweh, straight to the point, one thing in order? You know, what did you get out of that, Moses? That it was the true Yahweh, the song. Well, okay. not Yahweh. But, well, okay, then let me ask you a question. Was that male testified back then? Oh, well, 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 that, you know, that, that's like off topic. That's just another name for Yahweh the song. But not what I was trying okay. to get was demeanor. Okay. When he was talking to Moses, okay, you know, so that's what I was trying to get. But we put that to the side for right now. I was trying to get this man was talking to Moses. Was mm-hmm. it a serious thing? Was well, it, um, well, was not who he was. I mean, y'all don't pull it off already. It, it was pull it off already. We cleared the thumb, but I want to know his demeanor. Maybe I can get a precept on him. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe let's get a precept on him, Mother. Let's see if we get a precept on on by going to the book of Matthew. Maybe I can get a maybe maybe Bible can tell it better than me. And the book of Matthew I'm trying to get what kind of man was just talking to Moses. You know, um so but I'm struggling right now. I'm looking for an answer. Maybe Mother Z can help me out. I'm looking for an answer of what kind of Yahweh was this that was talking to Moses that we can read. So if anybody want to help those see out that we can read, I don't know what kind of Yahweh was this talking to Moses. So that's what I want to know. So do anybody want to help those see? I'm struggling right now, and I'm trying to tie in because I'm going somewhere, but I'm trying to lay a little more foundation on what kind of Yahweh was talking to Moses. Do anybody want to help see out with a, with a verse? That explained the Yahweh. Let me turn, make sure the young lion's microphone is on. He might say something. He might say something. Because I mean, I'm struggling right now. What I want to know is what kind of Yahweh is that is talking to Moses that we can read. Yahweh. Yeah, that we can read. I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling right now. Okay, anybody help those see out? We just heard some good information passed, but I need a verse to tell us. Okay. What you got there, young lion? You said what kind of Yahweh? Uh, okay. You need a verse. Okay. Yeah, what kind of Yahweh that giving Moses 
right, we're going to uh, the book of Matthew. Okay. We're going to uh, book of Matthew, chapter... Is that what I want? You say what type of Yahweh that we can read he is? Yeah, yeah. We just heard Yahweh talking to Moses. And what I want to know, because I'm heading somewhere to get on what the hell brought to the table for the story, but what I'm trying to before I get there, and Mother and Ella agree that he is Yahweh's son back there, and I agree also. But what I want to know, what kind of man is this Yahweh that's talking to Moses that we can read? Okay. Uh... So we'll want to help those see how. I tell you. What kind of man? Uh, uh, should we do? Uh, should we do it? A, a mother E. Uh, should we do the um, Daniel two sixteen? A mother E read Daniel six two sixteen. What should we do? Should we do the Daniel two sixteen mother? Let's see what that say. Daniel two sixteen. No, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got uh, Matthew chapter. Uh, we got Matthew chapter. Uh, what kind of Yahweh the son was back there talking to Moses that we can read? So you want to start in uh, Luke, Matthew, or where do you want to start at? It's okay, like we got Luke. Uh-huh. Okay, we got Luke chapter 19. We go to verse 21, and it reads, For I okay. feared you, because you are an austere man, austere man. You take yeah. it up that you lay it down, not down, and you reap it that you did it not. So, uh, so we're going to preach so, up that. What is, what is our spirit, man? Hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, All we, right. We see young stuff. What we're trying to do is educate the national order. Now, you, now you don't want right. but what we want to do is make sure they understand that what kind of man that's back there talking to Moses is an austere man. Now we're going to precept that, what that word means, in just modern-day English. What do that mean? Because everybody's going to call nobody no austere man. So when you precept your Bible, you'll get the answer. What kind of man is that man talking to Moses is once you precept the austere man. Now, mm-hmm. now, mind, now, precept it and see what that word okay. means. Read. All right. We're going to Matthew chapter 25, verse 24. Verse 24 reads, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Yahweh, I knew thee that you are a 
hard man, reaping where you <laughs> has not sown and gathering <laughs> where you has not stood. So that so the man is talking back to Moses. That man is a this man is a hard man. Ah, uh, you cut it back off. Everybody understand what a hard man is. So sometimes you have school teachers. That's teacher. That's a hard teacher right there. That teacher don't take no nonsense. Boy, he'll flunk you or send you down to the principal's office in a minute. So when you go in that, when you go in this class, you better be on your on your best behavior because he uh he's a hard man. They don't say you know a still man. They'll say you're a hard man to reach the people by being it was a hard man. So the one that was speaking to Moses, this man was a austere man. This is a hard man. So today they got this man as a cream puff because they don't have their foundation. And so so when Mother reads, oh that's what we'll need we'll need that verse Mother two sixteen. We don't need it. But we can just go to um, Psalm 11, verse 3. Excellent, y'all line. So we can go to Psalm um, 11, verse 3, mother. We can use that verse. 11, verse 3. Okay. Book of Psalm. Chapter 11. Verse 3. 11, verse 3. Okay. Mm-hmm. Book of Psalms, chapter 11, verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You see? So if you don't have your foundation, and you might mean well, but what can you do? Because if you think Yahweh's son is a cream puff that you can, you know, um, push him around and all that and come from another way, no, that ain't the one of the Bible. The same one you read on the right side of the Bible, the same one on the left side of the Bible. So just as you tell telling Moses with no nonsense what he wants to be done, and that's the same way he operates today. We tell you something on the left side of the book. Mm-hmm. It's the same way on the right side of the book, but we are Pukerize ourselves up on the, these ministers. And matter of fact, let's read AL, let's read a little bit of that. Let's find out exactly what's going on, Hosea 5 1. Let's read a little bit to get out for See, Yahweh will give you the lessons, although we gonna touch on purgatory, but once we finally understand that the same Yahweh that you read in Matthew is the same Yahweh in Genesis 1-1. He plays every role in the Bible by order of his father. I'm going to say, I got the stern Yahweh back there of the father. No, that's the father of the creation of man. But that's the son that was given orders by the father to, to take get me something going on down there. And he was very stern then. And once we get you to understand how to read your Bible properly, he tell you not to be fooling around with certain things. 
and you pay him those never mind sooner or later, you're going to, um, I got to put a rabbit out of here. Help me out, mother. Help me out, mother. In the book of Job, before you read that, can you help those see out? I'm struggling right now, but sooner or later, mother, the world going to come up on something that they might not want to come up with. In the 18th chapter, mother, uh, the book of Job, verse number 11 and 14, I mean, sooner or later, you know, like all the tamarind players and the drum beaters and horn blowers, sooner or later, this prophecy is going to come to pass. In Job chapter 18, mother, can you have Job see out in verse 11? And 14. What does it say? The book chapter 18, Job. verse 11 and 14. What does it say? The book of Job, chapter 18, verse 11 and verse 14. Verse 11. Terror shall make him a friend on every side and shall drive him to his feet. Verse 14. His confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle temple, and it shall bring him to the king of terror. Yeah. So like this, this, this big man that do all that old crazy talking and, you know, and, you know, eating his cigars and making all these great decisions, he says, a terror going to hit him and force him on his feet because he will come face to face with the king of terror. Mm-hmm. See, you ain't met terror yet. Is a man called the king of terror. And all we got to do is understand one thing. Sooner or later, you already got it lined up. One day, you will meet the king of terror. You think you're in terror now, got to put locks on your doors, and you know all that's going on today? You don't know what's in front of you, and you don't know what terror really is until you come face-to-face with the king of terror. That's when you're going to know about terror. So remember we read earlier about the elder who told Moses, now mother read that, he said, he told him, Nathan, you go tell David, I was with you, David, wherever you went. I'm the one that knocked the fire out of all your enemies. I'm the one that you a great name to all the earth, even to this day. He said, that's by my doing. See, one thing you got to always remember. This thing is about Yahweh doing. Don't never think your hands done anything. Yahweh's hands did it. What you mean, WCC? How about a precept? What you mean, a precept? Hold that point. Hey, Mother, give, give, give the WCC World Council Churches uh, a precept by going to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Let's go to the 11th chapter, Mother, and we'll get a World Council of Churches, a, 
a precept. Let's see what it says that we can read. We're going and see if we give the WCC a precept. Make that the eighth chapter, Mark. Make that Deuteronomy chapter eight. And you're going to say something, though, in verse number 11. And then we're going to get down to verse 17 and 18. We're going to do Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 11. Then skip down to 17 18. What's that say, Mother? Come on. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11. Verse 17 and verse 18. Verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Yahweh, your Yahweh, and not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Verse 17. And thou say in thy mind, my power and my might are mine. Hand has got me this way up. Verse 18. But thou shalt remember Yahweh, your Yahweh, for it is he that gives thee power to get well, that he, he may establish his covenant with his covenant which he swears unto their fathers as it is this day. He said, never forget that. Like you, you remind him to see tell David. You go tell David that why things are so quiet and everybody's chilling and grinning because by, it's by the working on my hand. That's what tell David. So never forget it. My hand, not your hand, David. My mm-hmm. hand. Thanks mm-hmm. every time I tell the national audience, you know, although your hands go out there and bring in the bread. But remember one thing, it's not why he put the blessing on you to bring the bread in. But one thing he tell you sound, don't forget about his covenant. See, all the matter, do what you got to do, but never forget about his covenant. He got a covenant with you, and the covenant is plain with you. So go out there and remember, all the smarts you got all the hands you got to get off into anything. But never forget who have blessed your hands to get the wealth, but it's the Sabbath is coming. Land, school, and banquet hall. Got it? Good. All right. Now, so now we find out that Yachwater Son doing all that great big talking. So, Mother, how do we look at this and First Corinthians 13, verse 12 and 13. And Elder, we're going to set y'all a little bit after this. Let's see what it says in First Corinthians chapter 13, mother. And we'll look at verse 12 and 13. So now we clear that the Yahweh of the left side of the book is Yahweh the Son. And he's a austere man. He's a hard man. If he tell you what to do on the left side of the book, that's the same one talking to you on the right side of the book. That might be a mystery to a lot, but we're going to go and see some things that he said 
with that in mind, you better understand your Bible a little more clear. First Corinthians thirteen, twelve and thirteen says what mother? First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse twelve and verse thirteen. But now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. Verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Mm-hmm. He says, um, he said now, he said, you know y'all see in part. He said, y'all see in part. It's just like um, looking at a darkness of a glass, y'all see in part. You see, see, really, you know, your understanding is really in part. And we can take you so far, but he said, you're not going to never get it until he returns. I mean, you know, fully. But he said, I'm going to have someone to get you close enough to this from what the state that you're in right now. That's according to 1312. Because we only see in part. So if he say the ones that he have talked it to only see in part, you know where you stand at with all the education you got. Because we only got it in part. But he says, but it'd be enough to hold you over until he seal the deal. Got it? Hope you got that. All right. Now, Elder Mr. Tibbs, now we go on and see something he says in the eighth chapter of Isaiah, verse 19. And let's see what what do we say in eight nineteen Isaiah eight nineteen. Elder Mr. T of Israel, let's find out what he's saying. Now remember, with that with the understanding we got now, this is a hostile man, meaning he's a hard man, and this man that all of them dealing with is John Water Son. Now look at the latter day saints man, what you say. Uh, can we get a second witness? You want a second witness on that? Okay. Um, hey, Mother, let's go to Luke 24, Mother. Let's uh, get the Latter-day Saints out of Utah. Let's get them on the second one. Latter-day Saints on the second wind. That what we saying. Let's go to Luke mm-hmm. 24. Yes, ma'am. Let's go to Luke 24. Let's take care of the Latter-day Saints that we can get back on it. Okay. And Luke 24, mom, to make sure this oxtail man is Yahweh's son, Let's see what he said that we can read in 
Book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 25 to 27. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of mind, to believe all that the fear has spoken. Verse 26. Ought not Yahweh to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the seers, he expound unto them in all the scriptures the thing concerning himself. Yeah. So he expound on them all the scriptures that concern himself. He said everything you read on the left side of the book, it's, it's concerning him, himself. See, when you read Genesis 1, 1, you're talking about himself. See? Genesis 1, 1. If you're not bring it in, skip out of verse number number 30 there, mother. Let's get out. Let's, let's read 30 down to verse 32. The same book of Genesis. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 30 to 32. Okay. 30. Luke chapter 24, verse 30. And it come to pass. As he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and and break and gave to them. Verse thirty-one, and their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Verse thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty-two. And they said one to another, Did not our mind burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Oh, oh, okay, mother. Now my question is to you, mother. How did they mind start burning and, and they got their understanding how did they get the understanding, Mother, according to verse 32? What got to be done? And the same thing we're looking at now, but it's nice and the audience to understand that on the left side of the book, when you read Genesis 1, 1, you're talking about the son. He's way back there. So that story about bringing him in with Joseph, no, you can bring him in in Genesis 1, 1. That's what the proper understanding but something got to be opened up in that head of yours. And according to verse 32, what got to happen, mother? What got to be opened to their head, mother, according to verse 32? Excellent. Excellent. So that's why we come on the airway to open up to you the scriptures. Mm-hmm. To let you know the Yahweh of the left side of the book. It's the same one on the right side of it. And the only way we're going to do that is open up you the scripture. Look what he said in verse 44, mother. What did he say in verse 44 and 45? Okay, 44 and 45. 
Yes, ma'am. Verse 44. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and in the field and in the songs concerning me. For the fact, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Ain't that nothing? Ain't that nothing? So you see, dear mother, you sit around them and open up their understanding that when you read the book of, when you read the book of the law, and you read the book of the spirit, and you read the book of the Psalms, it's all concerning, you say it's me, which means Yahweh the Son. So now, when you read any part of the Bible with that understanding, the scriptures just have been opened up to you. It ain't no bumming around with it no more. Every time you read anything that the seals wrote, it's Yahweh the Son. Anything you read that Moses wrote is Yahweh the Son. Anything you read that the Psalms wrote is Yahweh the Son. He the one and define all that. Hold that point, but you got to hear them. Define all of that that's going to roll and find out what's going to happen. Now, we're we going to define everything by going to Romans with a precept. Let's go to Romans and see can we tie that in, Elder. We're going to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to try to tie all that in in Romans chapter 12. See, we come on the network, we don't know where we're going. But i tell you one thing, if you take notes and Yahweh be with you, you'll be all right. But you got to get Yahweh to be with you. He ain't with you if you're all over the place. So now, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm I, I know I've been struggling, and, but I need a precept that, but after that, in the book of Romans, but I'm struggling right now. Right now, I'm struggling again in the book of Romans. Matter of fact, I don't even know what I'm looking for in the book of, in the book of Romans. But I'm struggling right now. So I see now that those fear <laughs> is struggling. <laughs> okay. So... And that's where and that's where the mothers, the elders all come in and say, Okay, sir, we see you struggling right now, but we but we know what you're looking for. Okay, what okay. you looking for? Right now, in the book of Romans and I d I don't see what I'm looking for now. Anybody help those fear pull out that tree. What does it pertain to? The subject matter we own. The subject matter we own. It don't got with me, but I know it's in. I know it's in in Romans. The subject matter that we own, you know? Okay. Hallelujah. Uh, so what what did we own? Hey, 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 
mother, hey mother, he a young lion. What 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 is we on? We on something because um, right now I supposed to be precepting something, and I know to go to this book of Romans. It's a precept waiting on me, but I but I I forgot why I'm in Romans. What I'm looking for anyway. So who can have those see out and tell me what the field looking for anyway? What I'm looking for? Why I'm in? Why I'm looking for what? Can anybody have those see out? Oh, I don't know if this right. Chapter twelve, verse one, two, two and three. I don't know. Yeah, but but what is the subject matter I'm talking about anyway? What what is I'm on anyway? Why is I'm over here anyway? You come from uh, Luke chapter. 24, 44, and 45, I guess that's the one you come from. Okay. And, and, and I remember the big dignitaries asked me where they get another precept on something, and I forgot what I'm looking for now. So it got to be brought back to the table to show you exactly. I know I do. I give it another way. I give it another way. I, I give I give it another way, mother. Hey, help me out to let you know this man is. I, I recall now a little bit, but thank you, mother Z. In Hebrews chapter two, verse ten, that tells the story. Hebrews chapter two, verse ten. The change to what Paul says about him. What do you say here in Hebrews two ten? Okay. In the book of Hebrews. Chapter two. Chapter two verse ten. Yeah, what what do we say? Verse number ten. Ten says for it became him for whom are all things and whom are all and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings so so and so what is that saying Let's go to the same book. So what is that saying? That that saying something, but we need a little bit more clarity on what he's saying. And that's very important. He's saying some good stuff. But what we want to do is go to the 12th chapter and let him tie that all the way in. Because he's saying something, but what is he saying with a little more clarity by going to the 12th chapter? And pick it with verse 2. Thank you, Mosey. So we're going to wrap that up in 12 verse 2, Elder. 12 okay. verse 2. Okay, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Yep, verse, verse two. number 2. Yeah, just just, just, just tie it all in. 2 says, looking unto Yahweh the Son, the author and the finisher of our faith, for whom the joy that it was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is set down at the right hand of the throne of Yahweh the Father. So he's the opt and finisher. So he don't want to make it stand up, and he's going to be the one that's going to close. He's the closer. So there he is. So that's letting you know Genesis 1 1 to the closing of the book of Revelation 22. He's the author and the finisher. Yahweh the Son. And after he completed his mission, he sat down on the right hand of Yahweh the Father. The days are there. The days are there. He's the author and the finisher. That means he's the one put it together, and he's going to be the one that closed. So you see, whenever you read the Bible, he's the author of the Bible, and he is the finisher of the Bible. So what does that mean? You preach that one more time by the, the mouth of the seer, and that seals the deal in 45 of Isaiah. So now, you, so now we know when we read this book by saying what we read about, we read about, he said, um, three things, right? He said, um, it's concerning me in the book of Psalms, the law, and the seer. He's all of us concerning him. Then one of the big dignitaries say, Well, we don't we need to know a precept on that. Now we just gave him double precept. Showing you that whenever you pick the Bible up, this hard austere man is Yahweh's son from Genesis one one to the close in the book of Revelation. And you just heard it in right. And now we're going to show you exactly what that means by him being the author and the finisher by going to Isaiah 45. So this, this is Bible. I mean, this is, this is the way it is. So you'll know who got the spirit on them because they will be able to go in the Bible and what they got to say, they might get struggling every now and then. That's where the elders, the mothers, young lives come in and help those say, I like mothers. Moses just didn't have those things out to to tighten that up. Now, we can see a deal right now. What do that mean by the author and the finisher? What, what is the definition of being the author and the finisher? We're going to Isaiah, mother, and we're going to read. Yes. We're going, we're going to read what do that mean that we can read by being the author and the finisher. So now in Isaiah 45, Mother, it'll tell us something. So um, pick up at verse number. What do you want to pick up at? Verse number what? Six and seven. Now we're in Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Now we want to tie that in, Mother. On what is the definition of being the author and the finisher? We want to we want to break that down. What that means? So he's the one that started it, and he's gonna be the one that closed it. Mm-hmm. And so that makes him the author and the finisher. Now. Thank you again, that Mother Z. Isaiah 44, verse 6. 
come at it another way. So now he tells us, <laughs> remember, now we already clear what Yahweh told to see. He telling them, you know, you familiar spirits and wizards that peak and mutter, you know, all that moaning and groaning and muttering, he said, <laughs> should not a people seek after their Yahweh? So he, yeah. he tells us fear. Listen, all that familiar spirit, wizards, that peace, the one that can, that can bring back up the dead. He said, listen, tell them up front, why don't you seek your Yahweh? That was right. what you need to do. Don't, don't mess around with this familiar spirit with that people, you know, peeps into the past and the future. And, and with them, all that stuff, all, you just need to let that alone. What you do, you go seek out the Yahweh. Good. Right. But then he made then he made a statement of mother. How he operates in Amos three verse seven. And Elder Hell means where they coming from and Deuteronomy where he coming from. See Isaiah had to pull that. We go on and get the, the root of what he's pulling is from right here. By going to Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, verse nine through fourteen. It's telling you. Don't let your pastor or nobody get caught up with this seeking the dead stuff. Uh, somebody came and told me something from the dead and get you all worked up. He said, no. He said, you think you some Yahweh. Okay, good. Now, we're going we gonna to find out what he's saying after Mother reads Amos 3, verse 7. What does say, Mother? Amos 3, 7. The book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Yahweh will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servant, the seer. Uh-huh. So when Yahweh got something to say, Mother, how do he operate and he don't change? So if he got something to say for man to be reached today, how do he operate, Mother? According to Amos 3, verse 7. He revealed his secret to his uh, servant, the seer. That's how he operated then, and that's how he operated now. Isaiah just said something here in 8.19. When they shall say unto you, they say unto you, and unto them that have familiar spirits. Now, you talking to familiar spirits. Unto wisdom. That peace. And that mother. You know, they, 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 you know, you go to these things you see on TV sometimes. And say, on, you hear the one that got his hand on, on a big old ball. And he moaning and groaning. He got to the dog. And he moaning and groaning. Well, hold on behind that, Mother. Hey, Mother, the Yahweh of the Bible at 812 is what? St. John 812. Can you help me out, Mother? Remember, when you go to a seance, when they 
got the big old crystal ball in the middle of the table, right? And you know what they cut all the lights out, make it dark in there, huh? You sit in the dark, all the lights you see, it's light around that table, right? But in St. John 8, verse 12, Mother, can you help see how, what it says in St. John 8, 12? Book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 12. Then speak Yahweh again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall yeah. have light of light. Say, Mother, they when, when they go to these uh, seance, Mother, table in the dark, only light be at the table. Then you go, and they, and they cut so much to turn their eyeballs back all the way up inside the head. It's really on top now because the blackness of their eyeballs, uh, where the color of their eyeballs is, is home. You know, they, all you see is just the white. So they, so they really off into the spirit now. They, they, and they're holding your hand too, right? Everybody got their hands, holding each other's hands. Now, with eyeballs, with the proper practice, they just white now. I mean, he's really in the spirit now. They, you know, it's always hard in the land. Can't see nothing but the light around the day. But Yahweh said, listen, I am the light. Mm-hmm. You don't operate with me in dark. He's he about turning your light on. So that stay off is opposite of Yahweh. Got it. Now, so here's the head. Why don't you see from Yahweh? Now we, now we know that he has to pull that verse somewhere. And they ought to go and see where he pulled it from and see how much sense do it make by going to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 9 down to verse 14. Let's see how much sense this makes, you know, when you pull the verse. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, what it say? Deuteronomy chapter 18, reading 9 to 14. 9 says, When thou art come unto the land, which the Yahweh the Yahweh giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enhancer, or a witch. 11. Or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard or a necromancer. 12. For all those who do these things are an abomination unto the Yahweh. And because of these abominations, the Yahweh, the Yahweh, do driveth them out from before thee. 13. Thou shalt be perfect with the Yahweh, the Yahweh. 14. For these nations which thou shalt possess, hearken unto the observers of times and unto the diviners. But as of thee, the Yahweh, the Yahweh, have not suffered thee to do so. Wow. You want to tell you that, 
Well, all the people that uh, go after these um, witches and observers of time and seeking out familiar spirits so they can look into the future or look into the past, uh, the Yaqua, he do not have you to do that. Mm-hmm. He don't have you okay. to do those things that those necromancers do. No. Well, you know this necromancer uh, word now have been switched to an uh, uh, upgraded word from there called purgatory. But it's the same <laughs> word now. It's purgatory now. Same word. Now, the Catholic Church tell you they can, um, if you inhale and <laughs> if your thought raiser is right, they can get your loved one from hell to heaven by the early broadcast. It talked about that. The Catholic Church is behind what Yahqua say don't do, and we play a message that was left to us that they sent to us. And matter of fact, with that WCC here. Play it again. Okay. We'll play it again. So, we'll play it again. Tori is the same word. It's thumbing around with the dead, trying to get the dead to, you know, once you inhale uh, in the ground, I don't want my mother, my grandmother, I want to in heaven. So they'll tell you what to do, and they can get them to heaven. Let's see, let's see a little bit more again. Let's see a little more again about this. Geographic. In 1842, the German Egyptologist Carl Richard Lepsius transformed understanding of Egyptian spirituality after he published a collection of ancient mortuary texts. Known in ancient Egypt as the chapters of going forth by day, Lepsius dubbed the Book of the Dead. According to Getty, by the New Kingdom, around 1550 to 1069 B.C., scribes started writing Book of the Dead spells on papyrus scrolls. According to Wikipedia, the Book of the Dead is an ancient Egyptian funerary text generally written on papyrus and used from the beginning of the New Kingdom to 50 B.C.E. According to National Geographic, in 1842, the German Egyptologist Carl Richard Lepsius transformed understanding of Egyptian spirituality after he published a collection of ancient mortuary texts. Known in ancient Egypt as the chapters of going forth by day, Lepsius dubbed the Book of the Dead. According to Getty, the group that we call the Book of the Dead developed from spells that were first inscribed on Scarifman coffins at the end of Egypt's Middle Kingdom period around 1650 B.C. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, according to the French historian Jacques Lagaffe, the conception of purgatory as a physical place dates to the 12th century. The heyday of medieval otherworld journey narratives and of pilgrims' tales about St. Patrick's Purgatory, a cave-like entrance to purgatory on a remote island in Northern Ireland. According to Wikipedia, Christianity, some Christians, typically Roman Catholics, recognize the doctrine of purgatory. The Eastern Orthodox are less likely to use the term although they acknowledge an intermediate state after death and before final judgment, and consequentially offer prayers for the dead. 
According to Wikipedia, Christianity, some Christians, typically Roman Catholics, recognize the doctrine of purgatory. The Eastern Orthodox are less likely to use the term, although they acknowledge an intermediate state after death and before final judgment, and consequentially offer prayers for the dead. Here's the top search results. Results from the web. Definition of purgatory in Roman Catholic doctrine. A place or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating their sins before going to heaven. Here's the definition of purgatory in Roman Catholic doctrine. A place or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating their sins before going to heaven. According to Wikipedia, whenever the Eucharist is celebrated, souls in purgatory are purified, i.e., they receive a full remission of sin and punishment and go to heaven. This came back from a search. The top result. Result from search. Wikipedia. Whenever the Eucharist is celebrated, souls in purgatory are purified, i.e., they receive a full remission of sin and punishment and go to heaven. The top result. Mm. Oh, oh. Now, what I get out of it, the Eucharist that they give you at the Catholic Church, that's um, the Eucharist is a, um, how can I put it? Let the elder deal with that. The Eucharist, that'll get you, um, you know, along with the Eucharist and and hitting that wallet real good, it, it'll get you from being at a low state, <laughs> toilet, all the way up to uh, heaven. Now, what what you get out of this? Now we see. Now if you heard what they say. This is this is practiced today in the Roman Catholic Church, and that Eucharist they give you. Now they just gave you a breakdown what it's for. So here, let's take it from there. Come on. Well, we already know that when we just read the verse, the Yankwadan already uh, blessed you and your family uh, with a land that he gave you and your family after you. And he said, well, when you go in there, he don't want you to do all those things that, uh, that they're doing. That's an abomination unto him. And he gave you a warning, uh, don't teach that to your family or your daughters or your sons, or, you know, teach them what, what they do. And all those uh-huh. that deal with these familiar spirits, these are abominations to the Yankwa. And so now you find the same thing uh, you're going to deal with uh, between heaven and hell, purgatory. Uh, these are things the Yankwa say don't do. And you're going to do it anyway. So he say he don't, he drive those things out for fun. Well, he didn't teach you that. He didn't uh-huh. teach you that. Excellent. So now you know if you are if you're in a ministry where your Catholics or Christians that talk to you about taking the Eucharist or <laughs> purgatory or going ask you your leaders about uh, the dead, all this the Almighty said don't do it. He said you seek him. Don't go ask nobody about the dead, um, nothing in pertain to that. Not even associate yourself today with purgatory with just only a a word that came out from 
the book of the dead that was a was a funeral message from the Egyptians that this um, individual taking the book, all the pieces together, and came up with a book in the 1800s. And then the Catholic Church took it from there and came up with purgatory, and it go on and on and on. So you got to be saying don't do it. But we know you're gonna do your. We're gonna do. You'll do everything the Pope tells you to do, and take the Eucharist. Saying, you know, what you say with the Eucharist, whatever you say with it, words have extinction today. But um, but we see this word called macromancer. It's the same word pertaining to purgatory, seeking familiar spirits, wizards. That feet and mother, Yahweh and Isaiah 8:19. Ain't it better for you to seek your Yahweh? Now we need we need a little bit more out of that, Elder. We need a little bit more by going to Isaiah again. Isaiah talk. Let's see what Isaiah 12 through 15. Now, Isaiah going to prophesize on something, and we're going to see what we get out of reading. Isaiah 47, 1 through 4, 12 through 15, and Mother, have me Deuteronomy 32, Mother. Have it already laying and waiting on it, verse 18, 19, and 39. Have me do it on the 32, 18, 19, and 39, waiting on me. Why, the elder and myself, we're going to peep at Isaiah 47, 1 down to verse 4, 12 through 15. What is that? Elder, what is that? Okay. Looking at Isaiah 47, we're going to read 1 through verse 4, and skip and read verses 12 to 15. Verse number one, come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of of chaining. For thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. Two, take the millstones and grind mill. Uncover the locks. Make bare the leg. Uncover the thigh. Pass over the rivers. Three, thy nakedness shall be uncovered, yea, thy shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not meet thee as a man. Four, as for our Redeemer, the Yahweh of hosts, is his name, the Righteous One of Israel. Verse number 12, stand now with thine in enchantments with the multitude of thy sorceries wherein thou hast labored from thy youth if so thou shalt be able to profit if so be thou mayest prevail 13 thou art worried in the multitudes of thy counsel but now the astrologers and the stargazers the monthly uh, prognosticators stand up 
and save thee from these things, that thou shalt come upon thee. 14. Behold, they shall be as they shall be as stumble, but the fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm at no fire to sit before it. Verse 15. Thus shall they be unto thee with every whom hast thou labored. Thus shall they be unto thee with whom thou hast labored. Even thy merchants from the youth, they shall wander, every one to his quarter. None shall save thee. Now, this is the seer calling the end from the beginning, being told by the, the angel. Uh, according to 47, 1 down to 4 and 12 through 15, did, did he identify anybody in here that maybe uh, strike, um, strike some, you know, information to the, to the brain of yours? Who is he talking about? Who is the seer being enlightened? The angel is enlightening the seer about somebody. According to 47, 1 through 4, 12 through 15. Can you help those? Can you can you help those see out? Who is he talking about today? That this prophecy is is there according to what in these verses, Elder? that will point you towards who specifically he's talking about. Come on. As we had said before, this is pointing toward all the sorceries, the necromancers, the enchantments, the charm, uh, the stargazers, all those people that have wearied away from Jacqua's word. And um, at the end, everything that they're doing won't save them. Mm-hmm. But but he's talking about, you know, I don't want to give it away, but he specifically is telling, oh, let, let, let me pull, pull out another word. He's specifically telling us something about his birthday here. Let's get a precept, Mother. Hey, Mother E, let's get a precept on this verse in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's get a precept, Mother. He's essentially saying something, Elder. I mean, see, Yahweh, he, he talks. Um, can you can you help me out, Elder, in Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 6 to 9? Can you help me out for a minute? Because he's talking, Elder. See, we look at this Bible like it's a novel. But can you have to go see out in um, Romans chapter 8, verse 6 through 9? Can you help me out? What it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 6 through 9? Okay, in the book of Romans. Chapter 8, verse 6 through 9. Help me out there, Elder. 
Because he's talking. But what is he saying? Okay, verses 6 through 9. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Seven, because the cardinal mind is envy against Yahweh, for it is not subject to the law of Yahweh, neither indeed can be. Eight, so they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. Nine, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwelleth in you, now if any man have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying, elders, the kind of man can read his Bible all day long, but they not, they will never get the proper understanding of it, although they don't read it. You know, if they unpack the network over 900,000 strong, but if you got a kind of mind of the world, just going to get past you because your mind is a carnal mind, and your mind is not subject to the law. See, the law tells us what to do and what not to do. See, the law tells us keep the Sabbath day, wear fringes, or keep Leviticus 23, but the carnal mind says no. We're going to do a three-piece suit, and we're going to keep Easter and New Year and Easter, see? And Yahweh said spiritually to the of Israel, if anybody speak after the dead, the new words they got on it, he's going to do something to them. Carnal mind is not going to see it, but those that got a spiritual mind won't understand it. They don't know that that pastor that been standing before them that said somebody came from the dead and told them something. Mm-hmm. That you know, Red Daniel, if anybody told them something, that Satan I'm playing in your mind because Yahweh said you don't even you even deal in that line. Period. Nobody come from the dead and tells you that. But we would say somebody have came from the dead or. The person that's laying in the casket have told them they have made it on the other side. They are in here. But he's telling you that a current of mine is not going to understand it. The current of mine is going to continue doing Sunday, not the Friday, not the Saturday night. A current of mine. Now, it'll precept that to Paul now continue with the, the Israelites that was in current. And two, pick it up at verse number 10 to 13. 10 to 13. Well, 10 to 14. Let's look at second, I mean, first Corinthians 2L. And we'll look at 12 down to verse 14. That's excellent. 12 to 14. What is that? First Corinthians chapter two, Elder Mister of Israel twelve to fourteen. What does it say? What does it say, Elder? Twelve says. Now we have 
receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahweh, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yahweh. 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the righteous spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 14. But the natural man receiveth not these things of the spirit of Yahweh, of Yahweh, for they are foolish unto him. Neither can we know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So, like, for example, like the alien man. See, the alien man oh, yeah. is not because it is foolish to him. So you let you know the nine things that you cannot <laughs> And that's why the alien man was such a, you know, uh, head case. Because they nine be so carnal and all outside of the book. And, and, and it frustrates you because you see, why can't you see something plain? Because of that carnal mind. It's not subject to the law or the instructions of Yahweh. And that's why you would say, we hear this, but they hear this. Now, Mother, they say they hear this, Mother, but in Jeremiah 44, Mother, listen to this, Mother. Jeremiah 44. Hey, Mother, Jeremiah 44, verse 4 says what? Look at Jeremiah. Why this soul? Great soul. Great soul. Great soul. Great soul. Great soul. Great Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. Mm-hmm. Get down to verse 16. Verse 16. Verse 16 reads, As for the world that those that I have spoken unto us in the name of the Yahweh, we will not hearken unto thee. Read again, Mother. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 16. As for, as for the words that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Yahweh, we will not hearken unto thee. Yes. They said, you know, we call it broadcast. We show him what the Bible saying about things not to do that Yahweh hates. But you're not going to pay us no never mind. I, I'm saying that, but we, when we read that, it paid Jeremiah. But matter of fact, they didn't pay him no, no, no never mind. So when, but our thing is to make sure you hear it. It's up to you to make a definite according to the scriptures and stop going to where your preacher is telling you about the dead and the cats that just told them they made it. 
or your preacher um, sent you to the financial board and, and they won't know what kind of funeral you want. You want a regular, medium, or large funeral. <laughs> How you want it. Okay? What's up, Tell you? You know, and all this communicating with the dead. He's telling you something. Now, now, you're going back. I asked Elder a question, and Isaiah 47, 3 verse 1 again, Elder, it's a clue who he's talking to, but I did tell Mother to meet me in Second Thessalonians chapter 4 also, too. So it's a clue who he's talking to. This is a this is giving you, see, a carnal man, mind when I understand, man or one. But he's giving you what he's talking about in 47 verse 1. Let's see, can we, let's see, can we tie this in on who he's talking about? That's going to be hook, line, and sinkle after this practice. Read again 47 verse 1 there, and we're going to see, we're going to see what we can do about that. 47 verse 1. Uh, okay, Isaiah 47 verse number uh, 1. Yeah. And one says, come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on uh-huh. the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. Okay, good. So he said, come down and sit in the dust, O daughter of Babylon. That's what he's saying. He's saying that it's Sooner or later, the daughter of Babylon, the one called herself Kendall, and the lady, the lady, the lady. Delicate. Yeah, delicate lady. So now when you go to New York, you see a great big statue with a lot of halos over the head. And that statue has a name. When you go to, it's called a lady. That statue in New York, you sit right in the middle of Pearl Hall, right out there in the middle, like it's sitting on the water. And you see a statue with a torch in the, in the hand. That, but look what he says in verse 12. Look what he says about this lady of Babylon, verse 12. 47 verse 12. Verse number, verse number 12. Stand now, thine enchantments, and with the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth, if so be thou shalt be able to profit, if so be thyself prevailed. Read a little bit more about that. We still not a fifteen. Give us a little bit more clue. Thirteen. 13. Thou art weary in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly pronosticators stand up and save them from these things that shall come upon thee. 14. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be 
a coal to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. 15. Thus there shall be unto thee with every whom thou hast labored, even thy merchants from thy youth. They shall wander every one to his quarter. None of these, none shall save thee. And now I'm to say, now read verse 1 again, Elder. Verse 1 again, and none going to save you. He said, when I do get at you, ain't none going to save you when I when your cup have got to the food. Verse 1 again, 47 verse 1. Verse 1 says, come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chandings, for thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. Ah. All right. Now, Mother, Mother, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Mother, can you to see how we're going to try to break this down, Mother, what's going on? We're going to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Mother, and we're going to look at verse number 8. Thank you. Yeah, verse 8, one verse more. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 8. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 8, 3. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Yahweh shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. No, that's why, Mother, read that again, because it says not though. It says not, it don't say though. It says another word I want to emphasize on. Read that first line again, and take, take your time on it. There's a point I want to bring out. Verse 8 again, first line. Yes, and then shall that weaken be revealed. Oh, then say that wicked. So it is a wicked, that wicked. You know, like a, again, it's like going to a lineup. You want, you might have 10 people up there, 12, 20. Which one done you the wrong? And you said that one right there. So you got a specific wicked, that one. And, and the elder bring it clue number one. He was the daughter of Babylon. That wicked. That wicked. You know how you cry out, which one done you the wrong? That one right there. That one. So he says, that wicked got to be revealed. Mm-hmm. What is that wicked working with in the next first moment? Let's talk about that wicked. What is that wicked working with in the next verse? Verse 10. Nine. 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 Verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Ain't that something? You hear that, Mosey? That wicked is working with the power of Satan, the devil. Well, signs. 
and lying one. He's different here. That wicked is working from the power of Satan, the devil. He's a different right here. This is the wicked. You better find out about this wicked. Oh, daughter of Babylon, daughter of Babylon, that wicked is working with the power of Satan. Now, mother. Esau, 
Remember, O Yahweh, the children of Esau, the daughter of Babylon. Remember, O remember Yahweh, the children of Esau. Who is them? The daughter of Babylon. That's the wicked. He's trying to tell you that watch out for. That's the wicked he's talking about. That wicked is operating from Satan to death. But that WCC, still, we should cut you off, but you pull that off too smooth. Uh, remember, O Yahweh, the children of Esau. Who is that? Verse 8, the daughter of Babylon. So you see, so now, Let's get a precept on that, mother. Let's go to the book of Luke 422, what it say? Let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke 422. Let's get a precept on that. What are just going to happen, mother? We're going to keep mm-hmm. in mind what just going to happen by going to okay. Luke. Chapter 4. We're going to look at one verse, mother. Luke chapter 4, verse 21. Luke chapter 4, verse 21 reads, Luke chapter 4, verse 21. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ear. <laughs> yeah, Moses, this day. We just broke down who is the daughter of Babylon. If Esau and his five sons and they work is behind Satan, the devil. So they don't want to give you plan with the dead, purgatory, peeping in a peeping with, with all types of plan with the dead. They do that. They the one is in power, and they're doing today because in the Catholic Church today, they got it on the books right now called purgatory. Your loved one is in hell. If you take this Eucharist, you can get them out of hell and get them to heaven. We're going to find out one thing, then we're going to bring Mother B in. We're going to find out one thing, Mother. In St. John chapter 3, verse 13, and Elder meet me in 2 Timothy, and we're going to find out, can you get anybody to heaven? St. John 3, 13, mother. Let's, let's see can we pull it off. St. John. And Elder meet me in 2 Timothy, chapter 6, mother. I want you to meet me in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Is that what I want? 1 Timothy? Yeah, well, hold on. After mother, give me what I just said. St. John, chapter 3, verse 13. And no yeah, man has ascended up to heaven, but he that comes down from heaven. Even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. 
Well, man, so what did y'all go out of town just say, Mother? What do he say? What did he just say? He said, ain't no man come down from heaven. Oh, only him. That was his son. Well, no. A fan means go up. A fan means go up, mother. No man have done what? And no man has ascended up to heaven. But no he man has up that means go up. So what? So what he saying, mother? What is what is he saying? Okay, yeah. he said, "No man has come." Wait a minute, let me see. And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that uh-huh. comes down. Okay, so the, ain't no man ascended up to heaven. The one that comes down is Yahweh the Son. Yeah, but. The Catholic Church says if you pay them purgatory and take this Eucharist, Eucharist and pay them purgatory, we can get you from being in hell, in between hell, and we can get you up to heaven. Now, that, that's what they They can get you to heaven if you have to make some adjustment in your wallet on by making sure we got what we need and we can get you out of hell and we can get you up to heaven. So we we played it twice to make sure they say it up. They can get you up to heaven <laughs> by they can take you out of purgatory and they can get you up to heaven. Now Yahweh the Son just said what in 313, mother? Okay. <laughs> John chapter 3, verse 13. Mm-hmm. And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So what he's saying, mother, he said, I was there. And I don't recall my saying no earthly man up there. So I ain't seen no earthly man up there. He said, I came down from there. He said, mm-hmm. I came down from, from that heaven. And I, and I didn't see nothing. So I'm telling you now, no man have ascended up to heaven. But tell me, Mother, on every funeral, do we hear the preacher say that our loved ones have went up to heaven. Do we hear that or not? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes. Do we hear that? Every funeral, the preacher put our loved ones, grandma. What, what, what did he put them at? In heaven. In heaven. In heaven. What did the Son say about that? Now, what did the Son just say about that? He said, no man has ascended. Down from heaven. Okay. All right. So, mother, no, who, who we gonna believe? We gonna believe what? Who we gonna believe? Are we gonna believe what Yahweh that came down from heaven? Which one we gonna believe? We gonna believe what Yahweh said. But 
But how many going to go to a funeral and believe what the preacher just said? How many? A lot of them. Uh, so you see, Preacher, we got a one again. Father, he said I was there and it never happened. But mm-hmm. every funeral we go to, always that preacher is telling us that your loved ones, all you see is the shell, but they now mm-hmm. is in heaven. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. they told me they are made it. So they are made it up to heaven. So you see. And we paid big money for that month. Every funeral, and now the Catholic Church got a word called purgatory. They saying we can even make it better than that. We can, if I don't care what your loved ones are doing, we can, if the price is right, we can get them up to heaven, out of hell, up to heaven. That's called. <laughs> Is that right, El? I'm sorry, I had to laugh because it made me think about what they do in the Catholic Church. Um, they slide the door back when you're sitting there, and you have to pay for your sins. And you say, um, "I forgive you for your sins." And you slide the money through there and say, "I give you three our fathers and two our marriage. You're free." That's why every gangster was uh, Catholic. They're going to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm on a precept, Elder. In First Timothy chapter 6, verse 14 through 16, we're going to bring them up in. Now I want to hear the precept. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you out of New York. Big Timothy Dolan, ministry out of New York. I hear, I hear your counsel, board. Here, you got to give us a precept. Again, okay. We can we can help you out. We go on to First Timothy, you know, fourteen down to verse sixteen. Then we're gonna all expound chapter. on this and we'll turn over. First Timothy, chapter six, verse fourteen to sixteen. Take your time, Elder. Let's see what we get out of this. First Timothy. Chapter 6, reading 14 to 16. 14 says, That thou may keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son. 15. Which is in his times he shall show who is blessed and only broken take. Proken tape. That would burn my eyes for a second. Proken tape. The kings of kings and the Yahweh of Yahweh's. 16. Who only had immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honored and powered everlasting. Hallelujah. Read verse 16 again. He says, says, he says, he says, who he lives in a place. Go ahead, take your time. 
Taking my time. Who only had immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man had seen, nor can see, to whom be honored and power everlasting. Hallelujah. He says, who only have immortality, eternal life. Drilling means living in the light, which no man can approach until no man can approach the heaven that he lives in. <laughs> oh, no man has seen. Ain't no man seen the place where him, the Father, and the angels live at. No man have seen it, nor can see. See, you can't even comprehend it. So when the preacher puts the law on in this place, you call him the mighty one a liar. He said, when he dwells, live it, and that's in the heaven, the third heaven. He said, no man can get there, no man can approach it, and no man can never see it. So ain't nobody been up there to tell you nothing that's going up there. He said in 313 he was there, and he ain't left no man there. So he can tell you better who in, who in his house than your preacher can, but every funeral, Mm-hmm. The preacher put our loved one up in his heaven right here. Mm-hmm. And now the Catholic Church got purgatory, and they tell you about taking the Eucharist. And when your time comes to be in hell, we can, whatever you did, don't make no difference. It's the price of life. We can get you out of hell into heaven. You see what it is? And that's why he says, you better watch that wicked, the one that sits as a queen, the one that he says sit in the dust, O daughter of Babylon. We read by precepting the daughter of Babylon is descendants of Esau, translated today as the white man and the white woman, the leader of the wicked from Satan.
Ephesians chapter 2, start reading at verse 12, that at the time, that at this time he were without Yahweh the Son being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and and strange strange from the covenant of promise having no hope and without Yahweh in the word world word <laughs> verse thirteen but now in Yahweh the Son Yahweh E who sometimes were far off, far off, are uh, made near by the blood of Yahweh the Son. Verse 14. For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broke down the middle wall of Partition between us. Mm-hmm. Verse 15, having boldly in his flesh the enemy, even the law of the Torah instruction continually in ordaining audience for to make in him himself of twice twine one new man so make it. so make it peace verse sixteen and that the and that he might be reconciled both unto Yahweh in one body by the uh, I don't know, covenant by the covenant, having right. slain the enemy there, thereby, verse 17, and, and come and pre- teach peace to you which was afar off and to them that were near. Now, nah. nah, verse 18, for through him, for through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, Hallelujah. 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 All right, well, we got it. Hey, on your part, we got it. We heard, remember, the carnal man or the carnal woman is not from never understand. But those
And they ought to have me Romans chapter 1, 28 to 32. Have me Romans chapter 1, 28 to 32. Add it to the side. So, Mother, we're going to look at Exodus 18, 22, what it says. Exodus 18, verse 20. 22. Exodus 18, verse 22. And let them judge the people. At all. Hold on, hold on. Look at it real carefully. Got plenty of time. Exodus 18, 22. The book of Exodus, chapter 18, verse 22. And let them judge the people. Hold on, mother, I'm missing something. Let me, let me, uh, peep over there, because I might be, um, uh, a burst off. Let me, let those see if get a little peep at, um, Exodus, because we're missing something that we're looking for, mm-hmm. and that ain't going to cut it. So, um, I'm struggling right that. I'm struggling again, mother, right now. So, that ain't the burst I'm looking for. Out of Exodus 18, 20. So, so, uh, what's going on, Mosley? Hey, Mosley, mm-hmm. you saying that? I'm, I'm talking about right now. I'm just looking at 22. Uh-huh. Well, that ain't what I, that ain't what I need. Now, if the young lion can tell O'Seal what he needs, you know, that ain't what I need. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say what I need. I want to read what we need and comment on it. So um, I got to get that out the way. I got to find a Bible that I can find that has eighteen in it. Let me see if I find a Bible that got eighteen in it. Because I want to get what I need, mother. And eighteen. It's something I need, you know, what I need. I need, um, hmm. now I'm lost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm lost. I'm lost, that mother. I mean, right now, so fear can't, can't get what he needs. And maybe uh, I can find a Bible or something that I can find. I got so many. You go Bible with these pages missing. Because I'll work them out so long. Can anybody help me out on what I'm looking for? Yeah, for that truck. Yeah, I'm going to try to I'm say a little bit louder, uh, young lion. What is Ophelia looking for? He won't tell it. He won't act like he's surprised of hearing it. And he won't say nothing. But he want to make making the... Uh, so, does anybody help those see out? Because he want to he get that out the way. We can, we can get the rest of it another time. I want to get that brother out the way. And remember, we read that. We read it, um, we read it and we tied it in with last night. Lesson tied it in. Um, thank you, that brother Makaya, verse 18. Now, now, next time I come again, y'all make sure y'all got my verse 18. Verse 18. Make it 18. 18, 18. I'm about very nice. Very nice. Well, say that, Mother, 18, 18. 
Deuteronomy chapter 8, chapter 32, verses 18, 19, and 39. Verse 18, of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgotten Yahweh that formed thee. 19, and when the Yahweh saw it, he abhorred them because of the because of the provoking of his son and of his daughter. Verse thirty nine. See now that I, I even I am he, and there is no there is no Yahweh with me. I kill. And I make it last. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, you hear me, sir? He said, I'm the one that heals. I'm the one that kills. I'm the one that do all these things. And can nobody deliver out of my hand? And that what Elder read in the beginning of the book in Isaiah 8, 19. When it comes down to any problem or whatever it is, seek me first. Don't go to your pastor lying to you about purgatory. Come to me. I'll send you a seer and Elder show you after death is over with. Until there's no sun no more. You can't wake nobody about a day. You, if somebody down in hell on the ground, you cannot get them to go nowhere. See? He said, I heal. I wound. I kill. I make a lie. That's what he said. So give all that power to your mighty one, not to your pastor, not to your pope. All right, Mother, close the statement tomorrow at 730. Take your time and close out. Come on. Thank you for praising Yahweh for this class. And thank you for praising Yahweh to be able to be in the class. And I thank Yahweh for his word. And I just thank Yahweh for it is Yahweh that keeps us and Yahweh that brings us. And I thank you and praise Yahweh for the fear and for the listeners. And I'm going to read um, Psalm 100. I'm going to read a few verses. Give thanks, verse 1. Give thanks unto the Yahweh, for he is good, for he is mercy and good forever. Uh, verse 2. That the Redeemer of Yahweh says so, whom he has redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Verse 3. And gather them out of the land from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness and they sloped, sloped away. They found no city to dwell in. Verse 5. Hunger and thirst, their foes find it, no, find it in the wilderness. 
hunger and thirst, their souls faint in them. Verse 6. Then they cried unto the Yahweh in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. And he led them forth, and he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Verse eight. On that on that man would praise the Yahweh for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of man, for he satisfies the loneliness soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Verse 10, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound and afflicted in iron, because they rebelled against the word of Yahweh and con- Tended to counsel and contended the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought them down. Their mind, therefore, he brought them down. Their mind will labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Yahweh, verse 13. Then they cried unto the Yahweh in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Besides me, I girded thee, for I has not known me. Six, that they may know the rising of the sun from the west, that there is none besides me. I am the Yahqua, there is none else. Seven, I form the light, I create the darkness, I make peace, I create evil. I, the Yahqua, do all these things. Yeah. Yeah, book of Romans. Chapter 1, Romans, 28, chapter one, 28, verse, uh, 28 to 32. 28 says, And even as they did not like to retain Yahweh and their knowledge, Yahweh gave them over 
to a reprobate mind to do these things which are not convenient. 29. Being filled with all the unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, convertedness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malwifey, whispers. 30. The backbiters, haters of Yahweh, despiteful, proud bolsters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. 31. Without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection and and implacable, unmerciful. Thirty two, who knowing the judgment of Yahweh that which commits such things are worthy of death, not only to the same but worthy of what? Yeah. Worthy of death. They are worthy of death. And and not only to the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And the ones that got pleasure in knowing that preacher line, telling you the wrong day and everything else, and your parents is on the way to heaven, knowing that preacher line, but you're going on with the flow. You say all that is worthy of death. You got it. That is right there. Romans 1. 28 to 32. All right, Elder, take your time and tell us all about it. Holy thing is all yours. Back on that way tomorrow at 730, but for most, our bosses of the two is light. Come on. Uh, once again, Yaquan, bless you, Seer Israel, and bless all the people that attended uh, this lesson of Yaquan tonight. And hopefully that everybody has learned something new because each and every time we come to this program one of the things that we learn is in second corinthians chapter 4 verse number 3 3 says but if our gospel is hid it is here to them that are lost so in order to guide them to the light they attend the voices of the truest light and we will show them the way to go hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to add anything to that young lion? That young lion, you want to add anything more to that young lion? Hallelujah. 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 What you want to say, young lion? What you want to close out anything on a broadcast, that young lion? What you got to say, man, all that you heard. For real. Yeah, I want to thank Yahweh for another day to be able to listen in and tune in to the word of Yahweh. Thank Yahweh for the blessings he bestowed for me to be able to meet the sins, rare seed, Roy. Be able to teach my wife and children the word of Yahweh. And to be able to get get the young lions to try to work on a few of them that's in the family. And be able to bring some... uh, 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 some, some, come to the storage house for Yahweh and get this thing rolled. I also want to thank Yahweh for the elders and the mothers, for the teachers and all the 12 tribes of the children of Israel and all the brothers and sisters that's in the six anointed camps. And, uh, I say hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, 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 
the mothers, elders, young line teachers, 